What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Christ Like Podcast. I'm your host, Just King, as always, and we're going to be talking about something a little different today, and that is speaking or spreading the word within our daily lives and towards the people that we meet, the people that we know, as well as just talking with people around us. Before I go into any further, I'm going to pray and I'm just going to move right into it. Father God, I thank you for this day, and I'm just going to keep it short as I praise you always, and I thank you for just this opportunity to speak to so many people. I pray that this word encourages many of us to move within the actions that you want us to and to remind us of walking within your word and representing your word while also moving within the actions, also preaching it to the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's not really a overly complicated conversation as it's just spreading the word. And it can be as simple as talking with people around you or just moving within being a Christian and it will bring up conversation. It can be buying Christian merch and then people say, oh, I like your I like your jacket or oh, I like your hoodie or oh, I like your hat, your bracelet, your shoes. There's everything out now. Honestly, there's so many brands. I might be coming out with one soon. But what I wanted to talk about was more orchestrated towards recognizing what to do in certain situations as the first thing that we all should do is recognize that we're walking with God and that we're actually representing him in everything that we do. So when we preach the word, we have to make sure that we're actually moving within his word. And when we're preaching the word, we're not doing it in a way that's looking below us because we're all on the same level. The only difference between us and other people are that we've given ourselves fully to Christ. And the ones that do not know him yet, we're supposed to be the introduction. We're supposed to be that, okay, so this is what Christ looks like. Interesting. Or if someone that you already know from your past, then you don't even have to speak to them about it. They can just hear the new things that you're doing in your life. And they can say, yo, what's this? What's this song? This is bumping. He's like, oh, this that new, uh, this that new Kenny Rivers. He's like, oh, you sound kind of like Bad Bunny. It's like, yeah, it's, it's more Christian, though. And then it'd be like, Christian. And then you go and say, yeah, I've been moving more within my Christian lifestyle, Christ-like lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. I'll get to talking. It's like, okay, all right, I feel you, bro. In which they can either be like, I want some of that, or they can respect it and keep moving. But sometimes we walk into relationships or environments that don't pick up on who we are within Christ. Or they recognize it and they don't want to receive it. An example I could give would be at work. There will be some times where me walking in, being who I am, I'm very conversational. I talk to everybody. I try to get to know everybody at work. But some people are just negative. And it shows there's people that I'm sure everybody has that one person everybody talks about at work that they say, oh, she's coming. Oh, you're new here, so just be wary of such and such. And then you sit there and then you start judging this person before you know them. But us as Christians, as we walk in this and spread the word, we have to make sure that we're spreading positivity even in that. Because I found myself not doing it as much and just looking back at it, I'm truly grateful that God has guided me within my words, within my actions, and just giving people grace because he's given us grace. And an example with that, I'm not going to name the person, but it was a manager at my old job and nobody liked her. She was always very pensive, 
very meticulous on each and every single thing that we were doing. And I was working with food. So there were simple things that we had to do, like wear a cut glove so nobody gets cut. And everybody's like, oh, uh, ah, I don't want to do this. There's a new change to the rules. I don't want to do this, especially if she's on task, then she will make sure you're doing everything or she'll find something extra for you to do for no good reason. But you have to do it. She's the one that's partially in charge and it gets annoying. Yes. But you have to have patience in those. But people within this job that I had chose to be negative and talk trash and be like, oh, it was kind of like a bonding within the negativity, which is a whole nother conversation and bonding within toxic tendencies that we all have. Because who else, who else gets together and says, oh, I hate this. I hate this too. Yeah. No, that is not good. But we see it in movies. It's like enemy of my enemy is my friend. Even if this person you've never known at your job sees this person and you're like, oh, he's like, yeah, I know. Right. He was like, oh. he started a conversation. And then next thing you know, you two are chatting it up. And then that chatting it up is really just a catalyst to bring you into further conversation of something completely different. But the point was in how that started. And if we make it OK to recognize negativity and to just walk with it, then we start to have that leak into different areas of our lives to where we let negativity seep into the way that we think, the way that we act, and even in our work. If we let it, if we let it corrupt how we act within our work, how we are within the things that we say and be, then we can't necessarily represent God and the things that we do. But that's why I'm truly grateful for how I acted with this because Many people try to egg me on and, oh, what if this manager did this? Are you going to do this before you leave? And I simply said certain things like, oh, no, benefit of the doubt. Don't want to give any descriptive notions of what I said. But the main piece was just the fact that this person is older. They've had a life before I was here. There are things that I know not of their life as they do not know of mine, nor do any of you. So there is no point in me judging them. Yes, I can be mad. I can be annoyed that they tell me to do certain things as I'm the ideal worker. But at the same time, am I going to go against them? No. Why? Because they're not in the wrong. They're not telling me to do something that's out of my job description as I used to work on campus. So because of that, it led to us being, I wouldn't say overworked, but a campus of over 10,000 students and you have about what, five people to train, to train as well as work and make food and go in and out and back and forth. And it's, it's just a lot. And to do that straight, standing up, no breaks, but you can take breaks, you can take water breaks, of course. The main point of that is that it's a lot and a lot goes into it. And if you're in management, you know that there are certain things that need to be done. If you choose these people to do it, if you have all of these things that you're going through and you need people to do it, who am I to say no? Who am I to be rolling my eyes or sighing or, or agging upon a situation that's coming at hand? The main piece that I tried to give them was 
Get rid of benefit of the doubt. Try to give positive notions towards your negative notions. And it brought a sense of peace towards the situation because if you put a positive to a negative, then it's going to nullify it. If you put negative to negative, it's going to increase over time. If you put positive to positive, it's going to increase in that direction. But if there's resistance, then it's going to stop. So that's what they did. They stopped. And with that being said, it's also in recognizing who you're talking to because they didn't recognize that I wasn't talking negatively about her. But I would get little things here and there. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't necessarily always positive as well as nobody likes this person. And it's very evident at the job. But there's a lot of talk and drama at work. So there are certain people that don't like people. And there's always going to be talk about somebody. But the main piece is to either go away from it or to go towards an impositive way and trying to change the perspective. And what I was doing at the moment, it made me think. I'm not going to lie. It made me think of how to address it because when you don't like somebody, you have to still learn to put out the word. If somebody dies, even if you don't like the person, you still have to consider that person. Nobody deserves to go to hell. Well, we shouldn't yearn for someone to go to hell because the Lord has graced us with the opportunity because we could have all been in hell already, but Jesus died for our sins and we have been forgiven and we have been given another chance. We all should be grateful for that. Even for the people that pass away, yeah, sure, it's sad to think about when somebody doesn't receive Jesus, when they don't receive that second chance, that resurrection within the spirit and death within the flesh. It is sad, but we should never wish that upon our enemy. It's something that we should never wish upon our enemy because it is something that is eternal. It is something that is painful because it is something that is not within the flesh that is painful, but it is something that is within the spirit. So with being at my job and being in different places, as we spread the word, the reason I brought up that was because there are many people that are in our lives that we can either talk to about the situations that we have, the people that we have to forgive and still spread the word within our actions, while also there are people that may antagonize us, that may try to bring out that bad side that they used to see or trying to bring us into the old ways of the world. I have a few friends like that. As I spread the word to him, he tried to spread different things to me. And we have to be diligent within action. We have to be vigilant within what we let within our eye gates, within our body, within our minds, what we accept and what we let pass. Because both within ourselves as well as within that person, we start to recognize what is habitual. That's funny because the one thing that God reminded me of was the fact that everybody likes to share something. No matter who it is, there's something you like to share. And within friendships, within the people around you, we like to share the habits that we have. I like to share the different animes, the different songs, the different arts, the different things that may remind me of a person. Another person may like to share pics or conversations that they have had or have been in or are currently in for either assistance or to have a joke, or they may even share their time or their space with you. And in spreading the word and, and being vigilant and vigilant and just being discerning within action in our days, we have to recognize that the people that we are surrounded by could be the people of old. 
that we still need to stay in touch with. And as they are people of old, we have to also recognize that we can't change people overnight. So like I said before, we're going to have to share. And even though we may want to share, we have to recognize that everybody is not going to want to be poured into. But even as they might not want to be poured into, they might want to pour into you what is old because they want their friend back. They want that person that they bonded with over these toxic tendencies. They want that person that they linked with, that they did different things with, that they brought to different places that you can no longer go to anymore. It's a bit sad because within this school year, a lot has happened. The last few weeks of me being there, I was invited to go to the club. For one, I'm not the club type. So I can sacrifice my time for some friends to go somewhere that I don't want to go. But now that I'm following Christ, it's not a, oh, I can go to the club. Yeah, sure. The question is, why am I going to the club? Who's going? As well as, is this for God? Is this what God will want me to do? At the time, I felt bad because I didn't go every week. It was once a week, every Friday. One was Wednesday, which that day I couldn't go no matter what, because that was the time of Bible study. And Bible study was about an hour and a half, and they were there for around the same period of time. And then you had the next few weeks, which were Fridays and Thursdays and such, and it would be right after me going to work. Now I would give it to God. I would hear what his voice would say, wait for his confirmation. And the confirmation from God, if we haven't already talked about this, is his peace. If I do not feel at peace with doing something, then it, it probably isn't him. Because we have to discern the peace of God and the peace within ourselves. If we feel at peace within what God said, but we don't feel at peace within us doing it, then that means that we are simply being pushed into an area that God wants us to grow within. But then if we're feeling at peace and do it ourselves, but the Lord is kind of poking us or, or grabbing our neck like, I ain't stopping you, but I'm making sure you feel uncomfortable because this is a spiritual awakening that you have to feel. This isn't a place for you anymore. So that's kind of how I felt because they asked me while I was at work. So I'm going throughout the day, place to place. I work to where I'm in each and every single station. Like they need me everywhere in my job. So I have time at the same time I don't, but I'm able to think and work at the same time. But yeah, it didn't feel right no matter what, going to the club. And it was one of the most populated ones too. Mind you, we're in COVID too. So I'm just like, why would I... Which, mind you, the last week was logical because the people that were going were all seniors. I know a lot of people at my job, and they're all around my age, younger, really. But it was more of the pressure of going that pushes me away from things, especially if I'm going with people that are not necessarily godly. But it's not about them being godly or not. It's about whether God wants me to be there or not. Because no matter where we go, which is perfect for this word, we always have to recognize that there is still work to be done. We can go into a club and spread the word. I believe this is what Peter was caught out on by, by Paul. I'm not sure. I would have to find that scripture. But within scripture, it is recognized within the context that we have to make sure that our objective in going different places, the one that I will use is when Jesus went to the wedding. That's a party. It's not in the club, of course, but it's still a party. It's a celebration. What I was invited to the last time was a celebration. It so happened to be within the club. Of course, I'm in a college, so generally I know what they will be doing. 
everybody had a good time, I heard, and I'm happy they did. But was I going to be spreading the word there? No, it's crowded, it's a club, the music is loud. You can hardly hear your friends in the first place. And I didn't feel peace. So it's about recognizing the territory, especially since the word that I received earlier in that week was talking about the difference between knowing where you're discerned to go and knowing where the enemy wants you to go. It was a story about a lion versus a shark on the beach. And it was, it, this, this is amazing story because it, it was perfect and it just kept echoing within my head. It was the shark goes against the lion. The shark jumps out the water. The lion is nabbing at it, nabbing at it, nabbing at it, beating it up. And then the shark just moves back, moves back. And then once it's in the water enough, the lion keeps going, it keeps chasing it. But then the shark grabs it and then continues to move back into the water. And then the lion keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. But then all the shark got to do is move back. Because, yeah, sure, it can't survive on the beach for long. But that's not his territory anymore. It's in his natural habitat. For us, we can think of ourselves as a lion, just like Jesus, the Lion of Judah. If we're caught within that, if we're caught within the enemy territory, then we can see that we don't have any foundation to get ourselves back out of the water. We can't give the enemy a foothold over us. So we have to make sure that we understand where we're standing within these. And I thought that was an amazing analogy because it kept, it kept echoing throughout that week when I was thinking about it because I was like, is this for me? Because I want to go. I said no twice. I've said no twice. I feel like I want to go. But it's just you, God. And that was a big question of whether to go or not to go. The big piece of that was the fact that I wanted to go, which was peace within myself, but it wasn't peace within with my father, Yahweh. And that's a pure example of it. But the other piece that came to mind when talking to these people, when just being in the word and being outside the house and being just in public and being with other people is that each person that you talk to are being poured into, no matter what you say or what you do. It was this one guy that I was at work with that I was serving, and I felt as though my have a blessed day changed his life some type of way. Even though it didn't feel at peace with me, it still felt like there was a change there because he, he would come often. He would come at least once a week, get a same, same, same or similar thing. He would look very down. I just wanted to pray for him. That's what made me not at peace. I wasn't in peace for myself. But when it went by, I was more at peace and it felt like God was like, you did you all you really had to do. If you see him again, you can say it, but there's no pressure. I know where you're at. And if you're not there yet, it's fine but I know where your heart is at. Saying have a blessed day in itself is effort. And we have to recognize that. That's still pouring into. And what was a blessing truly was one day when I went to church on a shuttle for the campus to go to the church. The church is probably a 10 minute, 15 minute drive with the van. And I saw him as we were driving by downtown. He had something in his hand and he looked like he was just eyeing the van as if... I don't know. It just felt like a sign. Like, it's like you did what you had to do. Now certain things are coming into play and you may not see it, but it is done. And I was like, okay, that, that helped me. Mind you, this was also over a span of around three weeks or more. So as we pour into other people around us, as we try to 
and not try to within just our actions and our words, there are also times when we have to understand that there are people that are counterfeits in our lives because there are people that just try to antagonize us, try to just make it hell on earth. And it's very annoying, but we have to sustain. We have to be slow to speak. We have to be slow to anger. We have to be slow to wrath. And we have to just be, just, just be at peace. Look to God in these situations and always see a purpose in it. Because these people bring us into a recognition of what it's like to be rejected in a way. Because the irritation could come from just us spreading the word and then someone comes in and it just ruins all of it. It's similar to a party and you're having fun and somebody comes in and turns off the music and says, what is this? It's too loud in here. This isn't music. And then just just ruins everything. It, it messes up the flow of the spirit within each and every single one of our movements. And it's okay because we have to also recognize the cup that we're possibly trying to pour into. The size, the shape, the amount that can be poured into it and if it can be poured into it all. I say that because some people don't have a bottom of their cup. They might just be like a toilet roll or a paper towel roll. They can have no base. And I told this to a friend because the it has no bottom could be it doesn't have a foundation. Their cup doesn't have a foundation. You could be speaking to somebody and it's going straight out the other ear. And that foundation for us, the cups for us, is Jesus. And if they don't have Jesus... If they don't have a base, then we have to recognize when to come in and when to come out, when to speak to these people, when to recognize that the cup is not being filled at all, or when the cup is overflown. The size of the cup is what matters in all of these situations. And that's what amazed me in this current season, because I was having a conversation with someone else. And it did. It felt like the cup wasn't being filled. It felt like it was already full and that certain things might already be filling the cup. That's, mm, thank you, Jesus. There are certain things within other people's cups that could already be filling it. Your words could be overflowing the cup. They can't handle those things. They can only receive you after they pour out the things that they've held on from the past. Mm. So you have to recognize, discern, and just talk. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling blessed. How are you? I'm feeling all right. Why did you say blessed? Ill. And it's ill. What? What's wrong with being positive? Positive. Positivity. What's there to be positive about? Mm. Seems like their cup is filled with a little bit of negativity today. Seems like there's a few rocks in there. It seems as though there's a few things that's been filling them up over the past accumulation of time that they need to get rid of or address. Hey, brother, why are you looking so positive today? He's like, oh, you know, it's a beautiful day. God is good. God is good indeed. God bless you, brother. God bless you too. Hey, okay. Huh. They come. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute about God, brother. He's like, you, you Christian? He's like, nah, man. He's like, I do believe in a God, though. But this thing is like, oh, okay. Do you, do you mind if I tell you about... I like, yeah, sure, sure. Enlightening, introducing, giving, just a little bit is what matters. But it's about recognizing who can receive in the first place and not what you want to give and being disappointed when they do not receive. 
because it is not about our expectations, but about God's expectations, about God's knowing. Because what God knows and says and expects is what is already done. The only thing he needs from us is our effort. And if we've tried, then the blood is no longer on our hands. It is, it is just like, Lord, I give this to you. Because we're not saved by our, own, by our own works in the first place. We're saved by his grace and his faith that he's placed on our hearts. He softened our hearts because we are chosen. But at the same time, the Lord pushes people towards their own ways that they desire. So if their heart is hardened within a certain way that they have desired, and he's pushed them towards that way, not to push them intensively, but because Dave went that way and he said, I'm going to let you have your own desires shorter. But if you turn back, I will soften your heart immediately. And that's what he does for many of us. Some people give their life to God on the deathbed because that is the one time in crisis that people see who the Lord is. It's happened so many times. Just reading Old Testament, every time somebody's in turmoil, even in Ezekiel, within throughout the whole thing, you can go to just about any chapter and you can see that he says, and you will see that I am the Lord. I mean, every page in Ezekiel specifically, because he was punishing them through the prophet of through the prophet Ezekiel. That he was giving warnings, telling them this is gonna happen, then he did it, and then he said, You will know that I am the Lord and you are being punished. I have warned you so many times. You have tempted me. You have disrespected my name. And here we are doing the same thing. But all we really can do is pray for these people that don't have a softened heart for God. And for the people that are open to not necessarily force it, but to just put it in daily conversation. For me, I talk about my experience and whenever a conversation comes up, my friend does a beautiful example of this to where she speaks of how God portrays certain things or how being a Christian affects certain motives and ideas within life. And she does have a way with words and how she has an intent towards each action, each thought, each process of elimination. So whenever we have a group discussion, it's always a great discussion. It's always a great example, always a great perspective of how God would think of it. And that's what I do at work, which is funny because it, it feels like a setup because I always have a word of the day or a question of the day, but it's not God related. It's random. One of them were, if you were world renowned for something, then what would it be? I said something along the lines of being an entrepreneur, doing many things that I am already aspiring to do. But then there are other times and the one time that I asked if you were to focus on something that you're improving within yourself, then what would you say it is? And for me, it was just being the man of God that I need to be. And that was my answer. And that's what we all should really be doing. We have to recognize that each and every single one of us are a child of God. And just like everybody else, when somebody asks us how we are, what we're doing, to speak like we want to speak. How do you talk to your Christian friends? Hey, I'm blessed, this, any other, yada, yada, yada. Of course, you can sw code switch. But if somebody says, oh, how are you today? He's say, like, oh, you know, I'm blessed, but I'm pushing through so that we can show the world the human in us but the godly human in us. What God is trying to move us in 
while also showing that we're not perfect. It's about the experience that people have with us rather than who we are in front of them. And I say that in the context of not acting like someone that we know we're not, because one thing that I'm moving in within this season is being the person that God made me to be. Because there are people that need each and every single one of us, including me, that need to find somebody that they can connect to and be inspired by. Just me speaking and being the silly self that I am, but also wise within manner and giving like certain aspects of life that other people don't necessarily think of, it can catch people off guard and it could be something that they need. You on the other side of this could be that person that they need to help them straighten up their life, be that person that can hold them, hold them accountable, that can inspire them to follow God or if they're already following God to help them recognize areas in their life that they already ignored and that they actually want to be now. So within spreading the word on our daily and recognize these cups that are either filled already or are broken or are closed or needing to be filled, as long as we give everything to God, everything will be fine. Because God has the final say. As I've been saying lately, let the Lord's will be done and all things that are come to pass. So no pressure, gents. Ladies, we got this. Everything that we do and say as long as we're following Christ and we have the heart towards God, it'll be good. He knows our intent behind our actions and recognize a cup that needs to be filled within each situation. There's no pressure. As long as we're ourselves within those situations, God knows that we're trying and all we have to do is just put in effort. So within your workplace or your family or your friend group, think of just different ways to introduce your friends and things that you've been doing or been changing that you used to do. Try to show them the converted version of you, the new you, in a way that doesn't intimidate them, but recognize that some may already be intimidated because their cup is filled with things that are not of you. Water and oil do not mix. So if their cup is filled with oil, then you best believe that the living water will not mix with it. Yeah, that was a good talk. I guess that's it for me. I thank y'all for listening and don't forget to follow, spread to your friends, follow us on YouTube, Spotify. YouTube is coming through soon. And don't forget to like and keep up for more each week. God bless.